0: And help your child express their needs safely without punishments, yelling, or coddling. If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. Hello, hello, parents. Megan Thompson here with Megan Thompson Coaching. And we help parents of highly sensitive kids eliminate the daily meltdowns in as little as 10 weeks and so today what we're talking about is how to support your highly sensitive child in playing fairly right so when all you want is a peaceful game night and you've been planning or thinking about just being able to spend some playful creative time with your child or children and your family and your sensitive kid is looking forward to that too However, when the game starts to go south in their mind and, and their game pieces aren't moving with the odds that they were hoping for, it can create a big situation for you as a parent where you're walking on eggshells. Now, this is true for board games. This is true for sports games. This is true for any sort of competition or any sort of competitive event that you may witness for your child or or play with your kid right so we'll use the example of board games tonight but pay attention if your kiddo struggles with managing big emotions and those daily meltdowns show up when they are playing games with other people engaging in sports etc and so what does this look like on a daily basis right let's get really clear on who this who this video is for parents. And again, you know, if you're catching this live, say hi. If you're catching it on the replay, hashtag replay, let us know that you're watching, you're listening, and you're learning. And so the, the biggest thing that we notice and we hear from parents all the time is how do I get my kid to be a fair player? How do I help my highly sensitive child notice that when they are complaining and stomping and tossing the game and, and, and getting angry and getting aggravated, that nobody wants to actually play with them. And this can feel super frustrating for you as a parent, especially if you have a highly sensitive child with a high sense of morality, as many of you may well have, right? So it can be aggravating and very puzzling for you as a parent because sensitive kids can, when they see out in the world um, injustices, get really agitated, get really frustrated, have a meltdown about that too, right? Right? And or not want to um, engage socially with other children or with other family members if they feel like they've been wronged. And so when your kiddo is the one who is the, creating this big upset and, and the chaos, if you will, in the home, it can leave you spinning, spinning at best and pulling your hair out at worst, right? Just wanting to teach your child to do unto others as if they, you know, as they wish to be done unto them. And so what does that really mean for you as a a parent, right? It means that you want your kid to manage that things don't always go the way that they want them to, right? And so why are parents struggling? struggling with this, right? Let's, let's cover this. A lot of parents will think that this is about perfectionism. And so when we think about the challenge for highly sensitive kids to want things to go right, right, to do it right the first time, that's the highly sensitive trait and a component there it's super important that you notice that your child is not going to grow out of wanting to do it right the first time this is an innate part of the trait of of highly sensitive people now you can want to do it right the first time and still manage all of the negative emotions that come if you don't do it right the first time right so that's where the skill gap is and that's what we're going to talk about today because i think it's really really important to notice that there's a big difference between being a person with high standards, right? Maybe a type A person, or that's another personality term, right? Or a perfectionist, someone who likes things to go a certain way, a particular person, somebody who has certain expectations, and then somebody who freaks out when things don't go the way that they want. And I'm gonna use that word freak out to to describe, maybe it's an outburst, maybe it's tossing the game, maybe it's a meltdown, full on, knock down, drag out, fights, punching, hitting, kicking, crying, melting on the floor, sobbing, or running to their room. You never let me win, or I'll never win, or it's always like this when we play, right? This is what's happening in your home. And when we think about where your child is stuck, the biggest challenge for parents that we see is wondering whether or not their child is going to deal with this and grow out of it, whether or not this level of perfectionism is true for the highly sensitive trait, or if it is something that they can build skill around, right? And so it's really, really important to not chalk this up to maturity, that your child will eventually grow out of wanting things to go the way a certain way. So when we think about being a highly sensitive person, as many of you may well be, You probably notice that this trait is true for you. Hard to notice change, hard to notice um, big shifts in what your expectations are, are. difficult to make decisions if you don't know what might happen next, right? So all of those things are related. And when we think about teaching your child how to not be a perfectionistic worrier, right? It's really, really crucial to to make, you know, to, to build your understanding that you being highly sensitive, your child being highly sensitive, does not mean they need to be a perfectionistic warrior that then melts down, freaks out, has an outburst, or shuts down when they are stuck in the moment of playing a game, as we're using the example, and it doesn't turn out the way that they want it to, which is base, bottom line, they're not winning, right? So it's really important to not get stuck in the trap of just focusing on teaching your child how to win, lose, play fairly, right? Because that is only part of the puzzle. So we think about what it takes to help your child play fairly. I really want to get break this down um, because it's not just a skill of learning how to compromise, right? It's not just the skill of learning how to get over it or suck it up or appreciate the moment, right? Those might be things that you are helping your child learn, and and those are definitely skills that children need to learn in terms of being able to roll with the punches, not suck it up and get over it, right? But being able to roll with the punches, being able to manage disappointment, frustration, anxiety, aggravation, irritation, and not have the world end, not respond like the world is ending. And so it's really crucial for you as a parent to notice that having daily meltdowns is not innate with a trait. That is not a link that you need to believe that your child has to persist and will eventually grow out of. Highly sensitive children who engage in daily meltdowns, increase their aggression and increase their struggle with managing those big emotions, and they may eventually internalize that. You know, being an expert in this field and working with highly sensitive teens who engage in suicidal or self-harmful behavior, chronic suicidal and chronic self-harmful behavior, and even working with parents whose highly sensitive kids are at times threatening, wanting to die, feeling like the world would be better off without them, it's really crucial that you notice that these skills, these skill gaps grow without addressing them as parents. So when you are working with your spouse or co-parent, it is crucial to have this conversation that it is not something that kids just grow out of uh, because it's not just the emotional outburst that you need to uh, pay attention to, right? It's what's leading to the emotional outburst. So what does it take to play fairly? What it takes is the need and the ability to manage disappointment, right? So your child is expecting things to go a certain way, and it's not going that certain way, and they need to be able to manage that. What feeling is that? Disappointment. Expectations are not being met right? So what does that mean? It means that they need to be able to be flexible in the moment. They need to be able to creatively solve their problems. They need to be able to notice their emotions in their body and slow down, right? And that's a bigger skill set gap than just thinking about whether or not you should be focusing on pulling the board games from the house or pulling them out of soccer or telling them to not play on the competitive uh, baseball team moving into a more, um, you know, youth sports team rather than the traveling team, etc. So it, it's really important to not just look at the, the problem at hand, but to look at what's leading to the struggle for your child. And so when we break this down for clients, we see different results. When parents start to see... Um, the, they start to make this shift, they start to zoom out as we talk about it and, and they start to look at the bigger picture of building the scale from the root. The challenge that we see parents have of supporting their children and playing fairly actually ends up solving itself for, for many of the families that we work with. Because when you think about addressing it just at the game level, you are actually creating an experience deficit and looking for that experience, that lack of experience, to then create a skill for your child, right? So if you're taking away games, for example, you know, my kid just can't play Monopoly. It is too complicated. They have, you know, there's too much stress. They have, uh, you know, they really wanna get Park Place and they just can't handle it. So we're just gonna not play this game, right? what's that you're creating an experience deficit you're taking away that experience guys you can't support your child in building a skill and and fill a skill gap when you create an experience deficit right so just like when you're trying to teach your child how to learn how to swim you're not going to take away the pool if they're freaking out in the pool you're going to slow down and you're going to teach various skills for them to manage their own emotions and their own experiences in order to help them that might that's going to take some time but it also requires a lot of strategy because it it is common for parents who are stuck in this this challenge of dealing with the daily meltdowns day in and day out over and over and over again to be in reactive mode we call it tunnel vision where when when the meltdowns are happening on a daily basis. It's very hard to get out ahead of it, right? You can feel like you're on a hamster wheel, and when you're on that hamster wheel, it's hard to see all of the moving parts because, in survival mode, humans are that and parents who are in this survival mode can only focus on the one thing, the one problem at hand. And so, for when we see parents asking this question, how do I teach my child to play fairly? How do I get my kid? to manage themselves and play a game without being a spoil sport, it is super important that you're looking at the the themes and patterns where your child also exhibits that skill deficit in all sorts of different ways. Now, great news about noticing it as a skill deficit is that your child can build the skill, right? So, why is that important? Because when you consider it to be a skill deficit rather than a part of their personality that they'll eventually grow out of, or a part of their um, development that they'll eventually mature out of, right? That leaves you disempowered as a parent if you view things in in that light. Like you know, it, it you just give it some time, and 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 your kiddo will move you create a vacuum for yourself when you look at it from this perspective and it's also an experience deficit for you right for you as a parent you want to play those games you want to help your child um you know play in sports and not care about winning right but f- focus more on not just achieving the goal of of winning a, uh, a game or whatever but of being on the team right of, of building the skill of communication with their peers of advocating for their needs with their coach, of creatively solving problems and you know in sports being able to bob and weave, have, you know, manage their body and build gross motor skills. All sorts of opportunities that you valued when you put your kid into a sport. Same sort of thing, all sorts of opportunities that you value when you play games at home with your child. You value connection, you value communication, you value problem solving and creative problem solving, you value play, right? And so when you take those games away and you decide that maybe someday later your your kiddo can can manage this and you you put it high up in a closet and just decide to to play more simplistic games mm-hmm. or to engage in a different activity you you are putting yourself in the, in the corner as well and that's going to show up for your for your in your relationship with your child in other ways. So how do we solve this problem? We need to be able to solve it systematically. So what I mean by that is when you look at it from a place of noticing that the skill isn't just about winning, losing and compromising, it's also about advocating, managing disappointment, regulating their body, playing c- creatively, collaborating, right? Naming their emotions and being able to shift out of that. And you need to be able to teach that without shame and and not set your kid up to feel like they have to fix everything at once, right? which is super crucial when you're dealing with eliminating the daily meltdown cycle, because I can imagine that your child is dealing with other meltdown behavior, is frustrated in other avenues of their life, and you're also trying to help them stay safe and make safe choices in other other experiences, right? So when we think about highly sensitive kids who don't know how to regulate their own emotions and whose parents don't have the system to, to teach that effectively, they end up demonstrating what we notice as a struggle of generalizing different skills. So this can create a gap for you as parents where you start to worry or fear that your child is um, making the decision to freak out, making the decision to quote unquote throw a fit, right? Because you can notice that your child is able to manage their emotions in certain avenues. Maybe that be um, you know, they're they're perfectly fine managing how they respond to friends um when they're not playing games, but their friends are doing things that they don't expect, right? Or they may be able to manage their own emotions in school or at church or um, you know, playing with friends in the neighborhood. But when it comes to playing with your family, forget it right? And so it's important for you as a parent to to do the work to notice that this lack of generalization, your child is also missing the skill of how to generalize their, their skills from one setting to the next. This is a common thing that we see for parents of highly sensitive kids who are stuck in the meltdown cycle. So when we think about the importance of noticing where your child is stuck and how to break them out of this pattern, it's important that you zoom out and that you think strategically about solving the problem. So addressing the skill set and the skill gaps that your child has and being able to appreciate where their skills are and then move them from being able to to name their emotions to then being able to solve their problems. And then after that, be able to um, to be able to collaborate with others to solve their problems, right? That system and that order needs to be communicated to your kid in a way that paces them in building the skill. You can't do that if you take the games away, right? Um, so when we think about the challenge that that poses for parents, it's important to, um, to notice that this can be really difficult to implement on your own because when you want to play right with your kids and you just want to have that relationship and you want to support you may have other children in the home you want to support your other kids and having the childhood that you had where you played board games on friday or saturday nights etc and this can create if you're not careful a lot of resentment guilt and frustration and so when we think about teaching your highly sensitive child how to manage their emotions it's super crucial as we've talked about before and you've, you've heard in my masterclass, you need to avoid teaching through shame, right? Don't you realize that you know all sorts of lecturing can, can breed shame when you're trying to teach your child? And it's a lot harder to stay out of the shame game when you are frustrated as a parent, when you are resentful and when you're feeling like you are also missing out on your child's childhood that you are that you hoping to have, right? So when we, we discuss with parents how to break out of the cycle of eliminating the daily meltdowns to include teaching your child how to play fairly, it's also important to pay attention to how to help your child overall learn how to creatively solve their problems. And if you need support in doing that, if you want to be able to systematically solve this problem, then I encourage you to reach out. You can definitely go ahead and, and have, head over to MeganThompsonCoaching.com backslash talk, you can speak with a member of my team. And we'll speak about where you guys are struggling. Where are you stuck in the meltdown cycle? What are the principles that you're missing and how you're teaching your child to manage those big emotions in a systematic way, right? Knowing exactly what to say when and also not feel like for your child that they have to fix everything at once because that perpetuates the perspective that they should do it right the first time which again feeds into this per- perfectionistic cycle so Happy to support you in that, have a conversation. If we feel like support from the MTC team through our, our systems and our programs would be appropriate, then we can absolutely talk about how that works, right, on that call. But I can't tell you whether or not what we do and how we do it is going to be effective for you unless we have a conversation. So we have to get very clear on where you're struggling, what your child's skill gaps are, where you need to build the skills as a parent, and so that you can systematically end that cycle. And if we're a fit, then we tell you how that works. But if we're not, or if your child has other family circumstances that may um, inhibit their ability to learn in the way that we teach, then we would send you in the direction of a, a different avenue of support. So again, that communication, that call, absolutely free. And we support you in deciding what exactly the next steps are. So you can finally break out of this pattern of feeling completely helpless and moving from a system of feeling like you have to give in or give up in teaching your child very valuable life skills. All right, that's it for us tonight. Have a great night and I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Thanks for joining me for this episode of How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. We release a brand new episode every week, so be sure to click subscribe. If you're ready to join a community of parents focused on eliminating the daily meltdown cycle and want more support, be sure to join our free Facebook group, Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja, where we provide free video trainings to parents just like you. You can find that in the search bar of Facebook Or you can go to facebook.com backslash groups backslash parenting highly sensitive child. Thank you and have a wonderful day.